I'm Paul Hamill and you're listening to the Grassroots Coach Podcast, a podcast for grassroots soccer enthusiasts. If, if you go, go back and check Neymar, how many times he controlled the ball with the sole of the foot? And then tell me if he's taking advantage of those situations or not. And if you believe that Neymar is taking advantage of those situations, then why you don't transfer that to your players? Okay. I, I think there was yeah. a, a study made and more than 70% of the time he's controlling the ball with the sole of the foot. That will depend uh, on the situation of the game. But if you can coach or help your players to understand when they can use the sole of the foot to take mm. advantage of the situation. Sure. Why are not, you are not giving that, that, that possibility to your players to learn about that? At the end of the day, it's another tool that they will have to make the better decision when they are receiving the ball. In this episode, I'm joined by Stephen Finn, UEFA A coach and member of the Football Research Group at Waterford IT, and Martin Perciavalli. FAI Futsal Lead Tutor and UEFA Futsal Licensed Coach, where we discuss the benefits of futsal for the development of our young players. The reason I wanted to do an episode on futsal is that um, in my local club, so my son is 14 now, my local club, a couple of years ago, um, we got involved in a futsal tournament with the FAI, which is Paul Kyo, who, who I know you both know, and with Fingal County Council. I think we were under 12 at the time. And the list of, if I was to do a pros and cons on that for, for those players at that age, it was, it was well organized. It was indoor, so it was played in the winter. So obviously weather, uh, stating the obvious, weather had no impact. The smaller players had a chance to shine, which, which they did. It's exciting to watch. The parents were sitting in the, in the hall in a, in a nice venue and it was exciting for them, comfortable for them. Um, there was what I found really interesting, great camaraderie between the coaches. And I think there was an element of maybe because if you went three goals up, um, you took a player off and stuff like that. And I don't know whether that was just specific to that, that tournament. So it kept a kind of very, both teams very even. Um, and for that reason, you know, the competitive bit came out of it a bit. It was more about the skill development and you talk after the game with the coach and say, God, I thought that player was really good and all that kind of stuff. Lots of goals and everything was so positive about it. And I know you guys are, are pioneers of it and, and big into the futsal. So why, in, why is it not the go-to for football development in this country? Or maybe it is, and, and I'm, I'm missing it. Uh, I'll probably start. Uh, I think, first of all, you have got to look at the history of futsal in Ireland. Um, my own relationship with it started when, in the late 90s, I saw the European Futsal Championship on uh, Eurosport. And I was like, what's this game? That looked very interesting. And it was in my first spell with the FAI. And I remember uh, speaking to the CEO at the time, Bernard Reborn, and I said, "Look, have a look at this. I think this could be great. Uh, so I contacted FIFA, uh, Victor Ricciaro was the FIFA futsal coordinator at the time. He sent me over a box of football, uh, futsal balls uh, and um, and together with Paul Smith, uh, development officer, who I know you know, and Derek O'Neill, who at this point, Derek had actually got the franchise for football, the Salon, uh, which is essentially 
a variation of futsal. It's, it's almost identical. And he was doing his work with his uh, Brazilian soccer schools outside of the FAI. Um, so between two of us, we tried a few different things. Uh, I set up a league which with the Lancer Senior League. Uh, which was really very popular. And then together, myself, Derek and Paul, we took a team to Slovakia. We played in the tournament. And that really opened up our eyes because obviously when we played again amongst each other, this was, uh, funnily enough, before the influx of uh, people from abroad came into Ireland, like the number of nationalities living in Ireland was much less then than it is now. And there was no uh, non-Irish people playing in that, that league that we had. But anyway, it was excellent. Uh, we went to that tournament to Slovakia. We didn't even score one goal in five games. And and I'm telling you, the players we had were like all top Leinster Senior League players, most of whom had played a little bit of League of Ireland and would be considered very good ball players. And we, we all said, cheapers, this is a level. Uh, the things they were doing, the coordinated play, the movement off the ball, the finishing from tight angles, the one v one skills, uh, the composure under pressure—all of these music, all the things that we liked about futsal in our own league were at a very high level by people who had essentially been playing futsal their whole lives. So from there, then uh, we started to try and do things, uh, and then I suppose in this roundabout way, politics starts getting involved. Uh, the FIA had change of people. Um, I was told that there wouldn't be any uh, opportunity for me to work in the association within futsal. And then not long afterwards, they came up with a compromise and then Derek got appointed a futsal officer as well as summer camps. I, I didn't take it personally. I was thrilled because it meant they were actually taking futsal mm. seriously. Yeah. And we worked away in a lot of things and a lot of things that we worked on were starting to bear fruit. And then the economy crashed uh, and the FEI's resources were reduced drastically and the futsal programme got closed down. And quite frankly, the biggest reason why it was closed down was because when the FEI's resources were drastically reduced, it was down to who had the strongest political clout and who could make you know, the strongest claim for the resources that the FEI had. Futsal was still in its infancy and despite most people's relationship with it being positive, it probably hadn't cemented itself in the life of enough people of decision-making uh, yeah. roles within the association. And essentially, we then got to the stage where we had to continue with zero budget. Uh, I had come back into the FBI in a different role at this point, and I, working with people like Martin and uh, the new influx of people from all across the world who come into Ireland, uh, we tried to keep things going. We set up the Emerald Futsal League. I maintained the FAO Futsal Cup. We did everything we could. Now, I know a lot of that is talking about the adult stuff uh, because that was what was getting a lot of the high profile. But unfortunately, a lot of the great work that was done by FAI development officers like Paul Kyo and Dennis Hines and Claire and uh, people around the country. Uh, there's a futsal, uh, a small futsal league was set up in Westport uh, 15 years ago and still exists to this day. And Westport United have a huge influx of uh, young players who all play futsal in the winter still to this wow, day. Okay. So there was bits and pieces happening, mm, sure. but it was happening with zero resources and zero support. Uh, and, the association and if, didn't have money at that time for it. Thanks for that. And I'm 
Martin, where where did you enter the fray then in terms of your when you arrived in Ireland and got involved? So I, I, I started here in Ireland back in 2009 uh, <clears throat> when I was doing one of the uh, old, I think it was Kickstart 2 uh, licenses that I met, um, Junior Silva, who also... Um, um, I, 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 remember, I remember him through Derek O'Neill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. He, he invited me to be part of uh, Sporting Fingal Futsal. So I started there assisting him uh, with that team. We went to... Uh, the uh, UEFA Champions League um, in 2010. Then, as you know, Sporting Fingal disappeared and, uh, and, 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 and as such, the team. Uh, so I moved with um, Steven to Shamrock Rovers. Who, he, he was um, um, there w- with that team and, and we started to work together. Um, um, and, and, and since then, I haven't stopped uh, being engaged with, with futsal. And, and were you involved in futsal back in your in your home country of Uruguay? Well, it's 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 it's, it's almost impossible not being involved in futsal in my country. I mean, in every high in every school high school, you have a uh, futsal court. So when you have your breaks, you go there and you play you you play futsal. Uh, and then, of course, I was engaged with the. Um, uh, YMCA and, and, and another clubs over there playing playing the game. So I, I the majority of my time in Uruguay played the game here in Ireland. I just um, I coached. And and this might be stating the obvious, but is is the weather weather would be pretty warm in Uruguay, would it? Yes. Yes. And, and is and is is it an indoor game there or outdoor or both? Both. Mm, so okay. we have indoors and we have outdoors. Um, so of course because it's really so. Th- because it's really hot outside, you can play indoors because, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, conditioning yeah, and all yeah, that stuff. And yeah. also when it's raining, you can play indoors because, you know, because of the rain. But yes, we have both courses outside and, and, and uh, indoors and outdoors. And I mean, you're here a long time now, but are, are you perplexed as to how, and I could be wrong in saying this, this is just my own personal perception of it. Are you perplexed that all kids aren't playing futsal here? My concern is about coaches saying um, that football, sorry, futsal is not good for a, a football developer play. So that, that's my concern. And, and I always... And have, you, have them, you heard coaches say that? Well, why we don't have the support that we should be having? Why we don't have from the technical director, from the FAI downwards, why we don't have a word saying, hey, this is great for the for the development of, of our kids mm. here in Ireland. We have almost four months where our kids are not playing um, soccer or football because of the weather. What we can do? So can we utilize a fourth month of using as much as we can? Because as, as, as we all know, futsal touches 6% more time the, you know, um, than, than in, uh, in football. So how come... Um, coaches are not saying hold on a second if if we as a coaches we need to provide the best tool we possibly can to our players how are we not using futsal that it is proven to provide six more touches uh, but, but, but martin whilst whilst from the top down they mightn't be saying all the fantastic things you're saying have have you heard coaches say that it's not good for players well, i have heard coaches saying don't do that futsal sh- in this, <laughs> you know what I mean? So receive and pass, receive and pass, receive and pass. 
which is really good. But at some stage, when you are in the attacking third, why we cannot have one v one situations? It, we are losing all that stuff, sure. and and this is something that I mentioned to you. I lost interest for watching mm. football because we don't have the one v one situations anymore. It's just what you know, it's just switching play from one side to the other. This play making a great run without the ball, you know, this guy, which is really good. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But sometimes when you go to the pitch, you want to see that guy, you know, doing that, those things with the Do ball. You know, uh, I said to Stephen on, on a recent podcast, uh, I was making the point about exceptional players. Now, obviously an exceptional player can be an exceptional center back, exceptional defender, but exceptional players tend to be the flair players. Mm-hmm. And I was making the point to Stephen that we're, we kind of, don't seem to be generating that exceptional player. So that the the bail that played the other evening for Wales, for example. Um, and I am starting to think that maybe it's because of what you're talking about that we're not encouraging that flair from early on. Well, and and my, maybe maybe we're knocking it out of players that they, yeah. they shouldn't be showing that flair because it's showing off almost, you know. Yeah, Paul, my thoughts on that are this. Uh, firstly, people are afraid to try something new that's you know obvious we spoke already about uh, in previous t- conversations about the changes that are needed for, for uh, the game here in Ireland football I'm talking about you know people need to take a leap of faith change is hard people who've been coaching football for a long period of time and who grew up without any exposure to futsal mm. are quite likely to be sceptical yeah. simply because they haven't exposed themselves to it. Yeah, to- and second- totally agree with you on that. And, and yeah. the decision makers included. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And secondly, because they would be put out of their comfort zone mm. because they would have to learn if they're going to teach uh, young people uh, how to, you know, what are the techniques of futsal? What are the, you know, it's not rocket science. It's stuff that anyone could learn if they have an open mind. But having an open mind is easier said than done for a lot of people. So I think that is the first thing. The Secondly, right back at the start when we started, uh, Wes Hulham played in our, our very first ever team. We played against the Scots. Uh, well, I, did, I didn't know that and that, that's really interesting. Yeah. 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 And also the first year we had at the FAI Futsal Cup, uh, two of the players who stood out were Seamus Coleman and James McLean. Now I'm not saying that they had uh, that futsal had a massive impact on their uh, their development, but that's what when they were eighteen, that's what we were providing those kids with. And then a lot of lads who are in our first ever international team, like Mark Langtry, Dane Massey, Gary McCabe, uh, Kieran Gilduff, like had fantastic league of Ireland careers. You know, if you're a good player you will not get worse from being exposed to futsal. No, it is yeah, yeah, literally yeah. impossible. You will only get better. Dane Massey himself uh, said uh, when he played a futsal match, he always felt uh, really comfortable in possession. When he walked onto a football pitch, he felt that the pitch was huge, that he never felt under pressure. And the amount of times Dane would have, uh, in his career, winning titles with Dundalk, would have been closed down by people. And, you know, the crowd might be getting a little bit worried, always being closed down. He'd just do a little drop of a shoulder and he'd move himself and he'd give the ball. Very rarely ever lost the ball under pressure because he was so used to playing in the tight confines of... Sure. Uh, and, of, you know, my that, that experience I, I described that I had, so that, that was, I never played futsal. And looking back, I'd say I would have been an average futsal player. But having said that, if I was exposed to it, I'm sure I would have got good at it. That's the first thing. And by being exposed to it, it was only by being exposed to it. And obviously, as a coach, in, in my case, I only realized then 
how brilliant it was. Everything I, I, I mentioned earlier. And the thing that I remember at the time, I remember I couldn't make a commitment to one of the tournaments. I can't remember why. And I asked another manager of a team, would they be interested? And they said no. And I couldn't believe it. I was just going, the op- like they weren't doing anything else because it was winter and there was no games. For me, it was an absolute no-brainer. And they, they turned it down the opportunity. Yeah, I, th- I think I, it is because of what Stephen said. I mean, a lack of information, lack of knowledge about the game. They are afraid of um, trying to learn something new. But at the end of the day, when you are a coach, you need to constantly challenge yourself and, and learn new stuff to be able to transfer that information to your players. Like at the end of the day, we are educators. And, and why not to provide a new tool to our players to make sure that that player makes the right decision when, when they're in possession or without possession of the ball. Um, I, I still don't get it. I, I, I challenge most of the football coaches here in the country to come to the futsal licenses, to learn about the game, to ask as many questions as they possibly can, because that's the only way that people are going to stop um, having that bad concept about futsal. At the end of the day, I always, I always say this, right? When you're eating pizza, you can eat pizza with your hands or you can eat pizza with your knife and fork. At the end of the day, you're going to be eating pizza. So you're using different tools for the same thing. So in this case, it's the exact same thing. We are playing ball. And when you ask a kid, now, as I mentioned to you, Paul, that I'm not coaching football. I have not been coaching football for quite long. But I remember that when I was coaching football, as soon as I had a new player and I, I, I asked that player, okay, what's your position? Those players were always, all of them, midfielders. Why? Because they want to be in contact with the ball. Mm-hmm. So, and when and kids are starting to play ball game, they, they want to play that game because of being in touch with the ball. And if football, if futsal provides six more touches on football, why we cannot use that to get that interest from our players? At the end of the day, we are not competing one with, it, with each other. We're just trying to help each other to make our players better. But, but Martin, are you, um, you know, are like the kind of concept of the alien that comes down from outer space and goes, oh, my God, I cannot believe they're not doing this stuff. And, you know, you, you hear now that, the, you know, heading the ball might, might be damaging and stuff. And I know, I know you can head the ball in futsal, but it, it's, it's much less and stuff. So there's huge benefits to it. So the fact that you, you're, you're coming from a, a country that it's, it's natural and stuff, are you just kind of banging your head going, <laughs> what's it going to take for, because we, no, we talk about our development here and we're always saying it could be better. And, and here is a, as you say, a tool that we're not using. Yeah, but, or, but the, 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 the thing that, that it, honestly, Paul, it's not that. It's more like we hear that Irish football is not progressing, that we are always, that we are going to reach a point, but we are not reaching that point, that we need a change, that we need this, that we need that. Once we present something that can, we don't know, we need to try. We are presenting something that can help our players to improve uh, the level of, of the game here in the country. Why we cannot try that? We're always talking, yeah, yeah, but futsal is a, um, small-sided game, and, and normally when we train football, we, play, we train, we, we do small-sided games and stuff like that. But one thing is training, and another thing is competing in reduced space, where 
the risk is higher, where your concentration is higher, where the, your decision making needs to be much better than when you're training. Um, so those are the things that we need to be starting to, to look after. I mean, if, if you're telling a kid, you're going to be playing as the left back and you're going to be over there, maybe within five minutes, that player touches the ball one time. Sure. But in those, in those five minutes, that player, I guarantee you that at least two minutes and a half, he was thinking about, or she was thinking about, tonight I'm going to be playing uh, at the PlayStation with, with my friends uh, from home. So he was not on the game. In futsal, you don't have time to not be on the game. So the concentration of all those players are going to improve. Why are we going to use all these tools and all these... Can I... Can I I'm going I'm to show you my ignorance now, if you like. So I, for some reason, only thought you played it indoor, right? So I never really thought enough about saying, of course you could play this outdoors. That's the first thing. So... The typical, as you know, the typical training week, my training week now, now being a coach up on home farm is I'll be either doing one or two evenings on a small Astro because obviously we need to share facilities and it's the same everywhere you go. So you might end up at half an Astro or a third of an Astro, whatever it is. So you're, you're always going to play a game in training and you, you end up playing a five-a-side game or whatever it is. So what could I do to introduce futsal into my training sessions because you've just convinced me there. So I'm, I'm, Can I I've, I've got, yeah, of course, I've got it yeah. out of my head now that it doesn't have to be indoor, right? So yeah, that was, yeah. that's, a, that's a mental so, block that I had. So, so what, what could I do in that first time? Thing, and what first thing that I, hmm. Right. So the first thing that I would do in that situation is if you play in an area uh, that has a cage, don't let them kick the ball against the, the wall. Never. Sure. Yeah. That would at least start creating an environment that is a little bit similar to futsal because one of the aspects of futsal that's transferable is, you know, you're playing in a confined space in a, in a football match, you have a sideline. I just can't understand the logic of kicking a ball against a, a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that. I'm sorry for interrupting yeah. you, Stephen, but in my own opinion, that's the worst enemy that we have in here. Those cages. Yeah. I think we should get rid of all those cages and put lines. Yeah. And I think that's, that actually, funnily enough, is goes back to the, I know we're, the uh, going transgressionary or but um the thing is here that a reason why futsal hasn't taken off is because uh in my view anyway one of the reasons is that a lot of money was invested in uh astro pitches uh for clubs so a lot of clubs tried to maintain their winter programs on an astro pitch and generally it was in a cage and could yeah, but, but see, it's very it's like very that. easy to play the lines anyway i i would do that Anyway, I wouldn't let them play off because you know you can play it around somebody for sure. So, yeah, but okay. a lot of coach, yeah. a lot of no, coaches no, aren't, aren't, aren't so as what, diligent as so you. So what are. else can I do? So we play the lines. Right. Great. Get your hands on a futsal ball. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say about futsal ball is yes, it's primarily designed to be played on an indoor surface, but there are more durable futsal balls that you can get online. When I was in Portugal uh, years ago, I went and looked for an outdoor futsal ball on purpose. Uh, and I bought it and I brought it back to uh, one of the suppliers here in Ireland. And I asked them, I gave them the ball. I should go back and ask them for it now. Um, and I said, can you replicate this ball? You know, like it's, mm. it's a, it was a futsal ball. It just had a much more durable exterior so that it could be played 
on a rougher uh, surface. And, and am I right in saying essentially it's heavier? Is that the main it, difference? It's not actually heavier. It's got two bladders. Right. So just one bladder counteracts against the other. So when you kick or when you drop it, it deadens, whereas yeah, a regular sure. yeah. fo- uh, football is a lot more lively. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's going to act- stay on the ground. The, the game's going to stay on the ground primarily. Yeah. Which it will be. As which, you, said, so. I, you know, it's funny, right? The amount of times I say to my players in training, put the ball on the deck because the amount of times it goes up, whether it's miscontrolled and it goes upwards or they're clearing the ball up in the air. So an yeah. obvious, an obvious way of correcting that. Yeah, I think if they played futsal regularly, even a variation of it. And you know what the thing about it is, what I always found with kids in futsal is uh, you don't even have to be a good coach. If you just explain what the rules of the game are mm. and let the game, mm. yeah, the kids will work out themselves. Uh, like even the, like one of the one of the tough rules of futsal, which a lot of uh, coaches don't like, and it's simply because of, I'm not going to, maybe, maybe cowardice is the wrong word, but fear factor, right? The goalkeeper in futsal, once he releases the ball into play, uh, essentially he shouldn't. He doesn't get the ball back unless it touches an opponent first or goes out of play and then he comes back again. Mm. So in essence, uh, when a player's under pressure, he doesn't have the safety route of going back to his goalie. Sure. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, I remember that now actually yeah. from playing. So naturally what's going to yeah, happen? Hang on, yeah. just one second. Yeah, go for it, yeah. On that, Naturally, he'll lose the ball and he can see goals sometimes while mm. he's learning. But if you just let them play and say, sure. kids, these are the rules, no matter what age the kids are, they will say, okay, that's the rules. And they're going to have to come up with solutions. Yeah. But come here, if I was even going to leave the rules out of it, right. And, I, and I'm going to say, I, I want to do a bit of this in training. So, so I've got the lines, I've got the ball. Is there anything else that maybe the rules is, is the thing, but is there anything else you would be saying to make this easy to do? Um, and that you transition let, let to the, it. Let them play and make their own decisions. As I, as I always said, as soon as the player receives the ball, if that player was not with his head or her head up, that player is going to be closed down. And then is when troubles come. So next time he will get in touch with the ball, he will make sure that he read, read the game and, and see where the players were to know what, what to do next. And slowly they're going to start to learn. Uh, we're talking about grassroots. So they, they need to learn. And, 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 and there's no, as, as Steven said, probably at the beginning, there's no many coaching points. They, they need to learn by being in contact with the ball. They need to learn that if, if I don't read what's going around me, I'm going to be closed down and I'm going to be losing the ball. If I don't control, when the ball is coming to me, if I don't use the sole of the foot to control the ball, with a single touch from my opponent, I'm going to be losing my ball. So all those things are going to be learned by letting mm. them... But the sole of the foot thing is, is different, isn't it? What do or you mean not? is different? What, uh, so I'm talking about how me as a typical grassroots coach would easily bring futsal into my training. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same, we're using the same Astro. The, the sole of the foot, I would never encourage in football. Well, that's a question that you need to ask yourself. Why yeah. am I not doing this? Okay. Why, so you... why, 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 why am I not uh, helping my, my players to use this tool that could be beneficial depending mm. on the situation? Because I always so, talk about the instep, Martin, you know, control with the instep. But you're I, talking about manipulating the ball. Exactly. Okay. okay. Maybe in futsal, the inside of the foot, we, maybe it's used 5 to 10% of the time. We always use 
uh, the soul of the food. Uh, and football is the other way around. Mm. But why we can, if, if you go, go back and check Neymar, how many times he controlled the ball with the soul of the food. And then tell me if he's taking advantage of those situations or not. And if you believe that Neymar is taking advantage of those situations, then why you don't transfer that to your players? So you're saying, because I wouldn't know, so Neymar would be using the sole of his foot on a regular basis? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I think there was yeah. a, a study made and more than 70% of the time he's controlling the ball with the sole of the foot. Okay, I'm going to watch him now because I didn't know that and I'm always coaching the instep. Yeah. Um, so that, that's something new for me, yeah. But, but again, that will depend on, on the situation, how mm. far the opponent is. Neymar always have, you know, close players to him, so he needs to... So that will depend... Uh, on the situation of the game. But if you can coach or help your players to understand when they can use the sole of the foot to take mm. advantage of the situation, sure. why are not, you are not giving that, that, that possibility to your players to learn about that? At the end of the day, it's another tool that they will have to make the better decision when they are receiving the ball. I agree with Martin completely there, Paul. And I'd actually say to you, just think of some of the great skills, right? Zidane, you know, his roulette. Uh, Maradona's famous turns. Uh, Eden, just watch Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard doesn't have a futsal background, to the best of my knowledge, but it wouldn't surprise me because futsal would have been uh, quite popular in Belgium when he was a kid. But he's—I've never heard him referenced as playing sure. futsal. Yeah. But he plays futsal on on the pitch. Last night when he came on, one of the first touches he got, there was a big centre back pressing him hard. And he's controlled the ball with the sole of his foot straight away. I would think that the people who are critical of futsal when they see it and who don't want to embrace it, the two things they hate most are the use of a sole uh, and secondly, the toe poke. Uh, and I would just say, just like Martin, uh, explain to me why. Because ultimately, uh, there's no logic. Why would you put a restriction on a part of your uh, anatomy that's legal within the rules uh, to control the ball. Mm. And the, no, the idea of putting your, using the sole in actuality is if you trap the ball with the sole of your foot, you don't have to look at it anymore. So as Mark was talking about earlier on, getting your head up, if, mm. I, if you mm. play the ball into So, me, so you've secured the ball, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's under my mm. foot. I mm. can feel it. I don't need to worry where it is. Yeah. So now, and the other player, the other player can't uh, get uh, it off. Someone who was actually brilliant. Yeah, exactly, because you can put your body... Somebody yeah. who was always brilliant at this was Joseph Endo, uh, League of Ireland legend. Mm, sure. Yeah. Uh, and this is the real street footballer aspect coming into the game. In football, I think it's possibly an Irish thing. Uh, it's just, you know, there's a proper way to play and that's just it. And people, mm. people who then love watching a street footballer uh, in a football match then don't want their children to try it. Just try but that, it. But that uh, example... the poke is the same thing. Sure, that example I've given, like I would say is quite a common example of, for me, somebody that didn't play the game, doesn't understand the benefit of it, didn't understand, wasn't aware that some of these top players you've, you've talked about do it so often in a game. No, I'm not, I was never looking out for it. So, you know, it, it's all of those things. I'm sure yeah. I'm quite typical and, and, in terms of... of coaches that are out there you know yeah and, and sole of the foot i mean when you control the ball with the sole of the foot you as a defender if you are controlling the ball with the sole of the foot I, I don't know where you're going to go next because with the sole of the foot you can take the ball in any direction that you 
with the inside of the foot, first of all, you need to stop the ball and then you need to move the ball somewhere else. In this one, you do everything in one touch. You, sure. you can you control and then you pass. But another another great tool that we have in futsal is the toe shot. And, and Steven mentioned that. Mm. Now, if, if you check the last match from uh, Atletico de Madrid when, when they won the league, the first score, uh, goal scored by Angel Correa was with a toe shot. Outside the box, toe shot. And when Simeone is interviewed after the match, he was asked about that goal. And his answer was, you have no idea how many times I have encouraged Angel Correa to use his futsal skills on the pitch. And today, in our advantage, he used it. And he scored and it, the first goal. And is the toe poke the one where there's no kind of back swing of, the, of the, that delay, if you like, of the, of the back swing to, to mm-hmm. take a strike? Exactly, because you're not, you know, when you're, you're shooting, you just, your leg is going back and then mm-hmm. you kick with the toe shot. It's just, and it's, the it's has, instant. Yeah, exactly. And the goalkeeper doesn't know where you're going to be shooting and the ball goes like this and it's, it's yeah. really hard for the goalkeeper. And the defender's reaction is, it's not exactly. that it's delayed, but he, yeah. he can't react quick enough to yeah. that. It's no, very well, hard to predict. And, you know, also, you know, in the tight confines of the penalty area, uh, the defender is waiting almost for your body shape to dictate <laughs> yeah. what their next move is. Sure. Mm-hmm. But with a toe shot, uh, it's so hard. And I always remember in the World Cup uh, semi-final, uh, the original Ronaldo scored against Turkey. And I remember the BBC commentary, uh, Ronaldo was bearing down on goal and in his stride just pokes it. He didn't even have to adjust his stride. And uh, I remember the BBC commentators, he's just after towing it. And it was like their absolute incredulity. Uh, and it was like, oh, it's so inelegant. And you're like, uh, he's just after scoring a goal that'll send Brazil through to the World Cup final. What's inelegant about it? And I think this is where people's uh, perception of how football should be played has been skewed by not being exposed to futsal uh, because if you've obviously been exposed to futsal or even if you watch a bit of it you realise that's an asset and even mm-hmm. when I play five-a-side with fellow 40-somethings now I'll be using the sole of my foot and I'll be using my toe mm-hmm. and I don't care one jot what anyone thinks because yeah, I know yeah. it's in a tight area and this is I'm not a tall man I've not got massive strength so I've got to use my brain I've got to try and create a bit of space to get a shot away it's just logical uh, and, and Martin can I can I ask you say what I'm talking about there which is almost like a transition into futsal you know maybe taking little bits of it to use in your training so rather than maybe doing going the full fully over into full futsal is that something that you're uncomfortable with or is that something you think is is it would be a good step towards using bits of it so if people are kind of not comfortable with making a full transition to full rules and stuff that you coaches could consider bringing elements of it into their training again i, I said as, as as coaches you need to think about again and we are educators and, and as educators we need to provide the best tool to our players why not to begin something that is going to help that player long run? The thing is that even though some grassroots coaches are saying that they're thinking about the development of the players, in fact, that's just thinking about on Saturday, on Sunday, I want to win. 
in my case, I don't care if, the, if I win the league or the only thing that I care is when I took this player was here. Now, is he here or not? If not, I will analyze what, what has been done wrong. And we have seen, and, and, and this is the reason why I mentioned about Simeone, because we always talk about football players talking about, oh, yes, I started playing futsal. But I never heard, or I don't remember hearing any saying publicly, I encourage my players to use their futsal skills, as mm. Diego Simeone did. Sure. And, he, and he also said, I, I, sometimes I train futsal in my training. I use these uh, futsal um, sessions uh, to train my players. And I remember, like, maybe five years ago, I don't remember how, how far ago we had to go, but when Guardiola played 4-6, with no striker, they were saying, oh, Guardiola is crazy, blah, blah, blah. He won that much. But the theory about playing with those six midfielders is the same theory behind the system, the formation that we have for Sierra in, in, in futsal, where you're going to use the space behind when you have all the, all the defenders in one line. So that's, that's the reason why he used that. And, and, and the way that, be, the reason why he used that is the same reason why the Brazilians created that for zero. Um, formation. Um, so again, I don't see any risk of introducing bit by bit mm. some of the uh, futsal um, um, fundamentals into a football training. The Grassroots Coach. Conversations for grassroots soccer enthusiasts.